are listening to a Called Collective podcast, where we seek to equip the next generation of ministry leaders. To learn more about the Called Collective, visit our website at thecalledcollective.org or check us out on Instagram at The Called Collective. Welcome to the Coffee and Calling podcast with Dan and Griff. Griff, how are we doing? Good. I think it's been, what, almost, has it been really like four weeks since we last did an episode? No, we last did an episode. Okay, so well, we, we had AJ. spring break. Oh, and then it AJ was AJ. Because you were, you were on vacation. I Where'd you go? Spring Tell break the people where you went. Wonderful visit to Charleston, South Carolina. South Carolina. Carolina. Actually, like a burb of Charleston. Burb. It was Somerville. But um, it was good. It was relaxing. Uh, I miss, I got away from my puppy. But oh, Who was sitting sit the puppy? Uh, Noel's assistant coach oh, for wow. her cheer team. What's her name? Erica. Erica Martin. Shout, Shout out, out Erica, Erica Martin. <laughs> Hopefully she didn't have to deal with what I dealt with last night. Lord have mercy. I, I hear the pup's down. Yeah, we'll keep that under wraps. He, yeah, his, he had some tummy issues last night. That's yeah, all we, we got to say. We ain't trying to discuss the people listening to the podcast. They don't need to hear it. They don't need that. <laughs> they don't need that in their lives on this April Fool's. April Fool's. Man, how did we not open? How did we not open up with an April Fool's joke? I don't think there's much. You know what? What are we? What are we gonna say? You know, hey guys, the podcast. This is, is our last episode. <laughs> this is the last episode, <laughs> guys. Uh, Griffin, um, Griffin actually got taken from aliens last night. Yeah, I got abducted. <laughs> <laughs> we could have done. I mean, okay. So we've been trying to get. Well, it was yesterday, March thirty oh, first. Me man. and Dan were in class, and we we're like, man, we gotta get a guest for the podcast. And so we've got this youth youth conference going on here at Indiana Wesleyan called Fusion. And the very popular Christian rapper KB Shout uh, out. is performing on Saturday. I don't know if they're there, if they're here yet or not, uh-huh. but I was like, bro, I was like, we should try to get KB on the podcast. Mm-hmm. So you DM'd him. Yeah. And then I did this morning and we haven't had any feedback. Hey, but it's okay. We could open really up want guys. To to him, Go to Southside Rabbi. Fire podcast. Great guy. You know, we didn't get KB, but, oh my goodness. A man across from me. Man, forget about getting the Christian rappers, man. This man's a Christian snapper on the field, (laughs) wide receiving. He's catching souls for the Lord and sending them. Man, if you want a man that can deliver a message for God as fast as possible, it is my guy right here. If there's any dude that supports coffee and is a football player and is a brother in Christ and is a soldier for the kingdom, it is the... Levi wow. Tidwell. Thank you, thank, you, thank you for having me. I'm just grateful to be with the boys today. Just grateful. Grateful to be with some brothers. Just relaxing. You know? yeah. Levi, cool. for the people that don't know you, can you just let them know a few things about yourself? What are you doing in life? And yeah, who is Levi? Throw some Levi. water buffaloes in there. Wow. Wow. Water <laughs> buffaloes. Some random facts. Man, I am a youth and pastoral ministry. Uh, major at Indiana Wesleyan. I play football, slot receiver. Uh, I love my time here. I uh, met a great friend three years ago by the name of Jesus. Come on. Who greatly transformed my life, and I get to walk with that friend every day. Mm-hmm. Um, man, what do the people want to know about Levi? And it's, I don't oh, know. Say hi to me if you see me. Oh, please. 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 Levi, well, well, 
we got a question that we normally ask people that might, you know, let them get to know you a little bit. You know, what was something you like? I mean, so if you, I see you got the white mocha. We've got a white mocha. White today. mocha. Shout out to white mochas, number one. It's the coffee of the Holy Spirit. Let me tell you. Come on. Come on. The coffee of the Holy Spirit. I Is that in scripture? I, I hope so. Opin- <laughs> opinions set to 13. Opinions yeah, yeah, to yeah. 13. Thank you. It's, it's, it's the... It's the uh, CTV, coffee translation. <laughs> <laughs> CTV. Um, it was like those little notes. It's like the earliest manuscripts don't don't have these verses, and then no, that's no. found like somewhere. Coffee wasn't even a thing, but that's that's actually was it. Yeah, coffee maybe, beans. Coffee beans were. Is a delicacy. Probably not white mochas. Not white mochas. Definitely not white mochas. They might have like, gift. What a mysterious mercy that we live in a time period <laughs> that we have by God's, by God's providence. <laughs> I do not f- feel forsaken without drinking coffee. <laughs> I'll tell you that. So, if you were to have a white mocha, or just a regular cup of coffee, mm. with anybody in the Bible, mm. who would it be? It's a great question. Um, am I allowed? Uh, am I allowed to choose two? Yeah, we'll allow. That, oh, we'll, we'll, allow, allow. we'll Thank you. I would go Job. Okay. Um, and then I would also go Gomer. Oh. Gomer. Gomer. Why yeah. Gomer? I would go Gomer because um, she would have had to felt the love and forgiveness of God so tangibly, mm. so close and near and dear to her heart that that, mu- that had to have such an impact, such an effect on her heart, on her life, um, that she would continue to walk away from her husband mm-hmm. who was called to uh, marry her as a demonstration of God's love. Um, man, Gomer's got to know what fully forgive, like being fully forgiven, not because of her goodness, but because of God's goodness. Mm -hmm. Like, wow. She has to have a really good grasp on that. Just share with the people real quick, uh, Gomer's story. Cause that's a character that does not get much attention in the word. Yeah. So Hosea, um, was called by God to marry this prostitute um, in order to demonstrate God's love for the Israelites. Mm-hmm. The Israelites were known to uh, go astray, to disobey God, to get distracted from God, to um, put other gods before uh, the living almighty God. Uh-huh. Um, and so God wanted to demonstrate to his people his unconditional, unwavering, unchanging um, love, love that was not based on performance Come or on. product or merit. Uh, so he called Hosea to marry a prostitute to symbolize mm-hmm. um, his relationship with his people because people would cheat on him. Mm-hmm. And uh, if we can apply that to our lives, how often do we cheat yeah. on God Come on. and get distracted from God, and mm-hmm. walk away? Yeah. And still he, he calls us back to him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that conversation, I mean, you know, the feeling of like true forgiveness I mean, it is just like, I heard, I heard this. My youth pastor told me, uh, being, saying that you are forgiven is not a proclamation of your goodness, but of God's goodness. Come on. Come on. Kind of like a similar question. If you could be present, uh, for any like biblical event and see it firsthand, which one would you like to be there to see? Should we like exclude like the resurrection? Sure. Yeah. That's fair. Okay. I feel like, yeah, you know, that's fair. 
Dang, that's a great question. I'm gonna have to go two again. Okay, <laughs> all right. He's uh, a, he's I'll, I would either go dipsies. Pentecost. Oh. Or I would go uh, Jonah and the whale. Now, would you like to be in the whale with Jonah? Man. Or just see well, him get swallowed? Probably. Is he in the whale? Probably. <laughs> Are you <laughs> the whale? <laughs> I am the whale of the story, and I get to experience it with him. Yeah. Uh, I probably would. Actually, and I'll I'll get deep yeah. on the reason why. He had his like most intimate time with God inside the whale Yeah, to experience that. That's pretty crazy. Yeah. I don't know, man. Could you imagine? Could you imagine just seeing some guy in the water and just bye. Oh, he's dead. He's gone. <laughs> he's dead. Imagine, you know what no one talks about? Imagine if you were those pirates and you saw Joe after that it's in like, life. Dang, good thing we threw him overboard. Yo. Imagine the mind warp on that moment. Mm. He's like, throw me over. It's my fault. And they throw him over. And then all of a sudden they're watching. Hey, yo, fish. Hey, yo, Jerry. Hey, Jerry, 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 come here. <laughs> Is that the dude that we threw over the boat? Bro, that's hey, the dude. Uh, that's that dude. The world's oh biggest largemouth bass. Just <laughs> How do he live? That's, that's God, man. What God does he serve? <laughs> what is Pentecost? Why uh, what a big old... It's a big day. It's a, it's a big day. Let me tell you, anybody out there, All the most history. slept on day that we don't celebrate <laughs> Underrated. ever in, in a real Why is that not a holiday? It is. It probably it is. is. It's and in the, the Christian calendar. I don't know about in it. In the Christian calendar, it's a day that we should actually celebrate on a Sunday, the day of Pentecost. But nobody be saying that. Christ the King Sunday, like <laughs> in some churches I never, you don't hear the Christian, the Christian year really followed in a lot yeah. of like non-denom churches. Yeah. But still, like the day of Pentecost, I mean, the sending of the Spirit. It's a pretty oh big Lord. deal. It's a pretty switch right <laughs> there. <big> <laughs> Man. That is. That is. But for, but for you personally, why like the the day? Um, to see that Jesus himself promised that the Spirit would come. And then them to be remain faithful in prayer mm-hmm. and waiting for that day. And then that for that day, his promise to become true. And then the pouring out of the Spirit, the intimacy that they had with the spirit in that moment, the transformation, the complete, like re- the revelation in that moment, how real is God mm-hmm. that he would promise this, be faithful with his promise mm-hmm. and then to fill us with the spirit. And then like, and then you get into like the different tongues. Yeah. That I mean, that's, wild. that's a big, big can to open. <laughs> It's like the reversal of the Tower of Babel. Yeah, when people were scattered because of their languages, and then now God is unifying them. Oh, how beautiful. Oh, sheesh. And then uses the different languages which he caused in the first place and, like, doesn't just get rid of what he did at Babel, but, like, redeems it and, like, turns it into something that's, like, for the good of those blessed by the Spirit. I think that's so cool. Those are good questions, guys. It is. I mean, the, the Tower... The Tower of Babel is another story that... How tall was it? How tall was that thing, man? Or like, even just that story in general of how, bro, I just go into like so many different, like how the people were just building it because they wanted to build something on their own and be great in their own self. And God was like, nah, man, like you're not, you're not as great as me. Yeah. Like you can't, you know, and they were scattered um, because they would eventually thought that they could live their lives 
without God, and yeah. that would have ended. Look at what we did without Look God's help. Look at what help. we did. Yeah. And then eventually it also, and then, you know, the flood, you know, that's... <laughs> but what I, I love that, how, like, the Lord redeemed and brought everybody back together in this moment of pent- pure unity, yeah. I would say. Some would say the most unified the church has ever been yeah. in one moment. Um, and I'd say, you know as we look at the day of Pentecost for like people like listening, why, you know, I made the joke, like it's never celebrated, but how significant this moment is that we are now the temples of the Holy spirit and we are filled. I mean, we, we, we say that the climax is when Jesus died and rose again. Um, It's the sending of the spirit because that is what truly was the, the biggest change was number one, Jesus dying washing away of all of our sins, the shame, the weight of sin, no longer we have to carry. But not only did he die for us, but he sent his spirit so that we could mow and live like him. Yeah, We could resemble him and that we could go and we could actually live righteous lives. So yes, we are forgiven of our sins, but now we can go and live lives with no sin um, and be sanctified through and through. Um, and that, that day is so significant for that reason. It, it's such a huge moment. Um, so something we gotta, you know, we got to get after and start yeah. celebrating, you know, sin of the spirit. I was about to go down a rabbit hole, but I, I figured that wasn't the place for it here. <laughs> I was like, oh, I was doing this word study, but oh, well, we'll, we'll, we'll <laughs> save that. We'll save that for off air. Sorry, everybody. You're going to miss out on some IBS. tidbits. <laughs> I was doing an exegesis. <laughs> My thing is, like, imagine watching that whole event from afar. Because they said people were watching and they thought they're they were drunk. drunk. At 9 a.m. Oh. These guys are hammered. Peter got up and said, it's 9 a.m. Hey, yo, shoot no, no. the was a bender. Getting, I mean, I got to go to the it's upper like, room. Yeah. <laughs> 12-hour bender. They got mimosas out there. Soft, dude. Mimosas. Bottomless brunch. Yeah, uh, we are a Wesleyan pod, uh, sponsor podcast. Of we, course. We do. Right. <laughs> that is. Our name. Um, but... Levi, to get to the meat and taters, come on, man, <laughs> come on, man, the meat and taters of this podcast. What is your calling story? Yeah, let's talk about it. So, talked about how I met a friend named Jesus three years ago. Yeah, that's the, pretty recent. It's pretty recent. It's pretty, it's pretty quick. Um, it's as long as pretty almost you've been at IWU for. Yeah, yeah. Senior, only was it your senior year of high school? It was like going into my senior year. Yeah. So, um, pretty much I'll tell that story very quickly. The abbreviated version, I was sitting in, um, a conference. Someone came up, randomly prayed for me. I don't remember a word they said. I could just feel the presence of God. Uh, he, he was more real to me in that moment than he had ever been in the past. And so I thought, um, man, if you're real, I'm going to go after you. Uh, a day later they were at the same conference. They were, having us practice uh, silence and like listening to the spirit Mm -hmm. um, and discerning what the spirit wants for our life. And I just heard the word ministry. I just gave my thoughts to God and my thoughts said ministry. Um, So I went uh, to Skyline, Skyline Chili, shout out. Chili (laughs) cheese. Fire. I'm from Cincy, so I love Skyline Chili. Go Bengals. Go Bengals. (sighs) Um, you and you and Dr. Burson get probably get along. Oh, well very that. well. Very, he said we're gonna get coffee here soon. Joe Burr <laughs> chatted up about the the old uh, 
Tigers down in Cincy. So we're I'm in Skyline eating with my youth pastor. So while I'm putting down cheese dogs, one, I say, I say, hey, Pastor Matt, like, what do you think I should do with my life? And this is two hours after I heard ministry. And he said, I think you should become a pastor. And so for the person who had discipled me into the moment of meeting Jesus, now confirming uh, a whisper from God, um, that's my that's my call. That was, and then uh, it was confirmed even more. I haven't not thought about it every every day. Mm-hmm. Like every day, it consumes me. Um, mm-hmm. Not my call to ministry uh, in itself, but my call to uh, be a godly man, mm-hmm. to be uh, to be loving to neighbors and to love God with all my being. Um, yeah. yeah, it's a crazy story. Bro. A day after I met Jesus, he called me to ministry. So, um, were, had you been like going to church and stuff leading up to that? Yeah, 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 yeah. I think uh, I didn't. I started going to youth group in like like sophomore yeah. year. Yeah. So then it was just like, like you said, you were being discipled, right? And then finally, like it, the, the, it clicked. Like God flipped the light switch right. on. He's like, "Hello," and you yeah. got smacked in the face with the spirit. Yeah, and there was a lot of like grace leading up to that moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a lot of nudges for sure. Uh, I definitely think that's not the first time uh, the spirit had made himself known, but that's the first time I was receptive. Mm, yeah. That is. So what conference was this again? This is fire conference, which is in fact, I spoke at a couple weeks ago during spring break. That's sweet. <sighs> How cool is God? So what was that? So this is my, we have full circle moments yeah. in faith sometimes. And mm. we're all really early on in our ministry journey. So, having a full circle moment so early on right. is pretty rare. Right. Um, what was it like being up there and delivering that message, knowing you were just pretty much like three years out from, right. You know, not even knowing the Lord. Yeah. And what was, what was that moment like to see the difference in my heart posture mm. was amazing. I walked into that conference three years uh, before thinking like, man, I just hope I come out of here the same person because I don't want to be like those Jesus freaks. Yeah. And then I walked out a Jesus freak (laughs) unashamedly. And so then three years later to come out and advocate to be all in for Jesus, that to proclaim his love and everything that I needed to hear Mm. uh, that had probably been embedded in my head, but I was just not receptive of it. Um, To do that and, and to be in that moment Man, how uh, I just couldn't stop thanking God for wow. where he brought me. And um, just to think about those kids and where they were and that mm-hmm. they're probably in the same situation that I was in, that they're probably burdened by life itself mm-hmm. and that they have nowhere to go, no no firm foundation to hold, to cling to. Um, and they're honestly lost. And then to mm-hmm. proclaim God's mercy, grace, and love and our claimed righteousness not through our goodness but through god's grace and mercy man words don't describe yeah Mm -hmm. yeah i like what you said um you did you went in there you didn't want to be like the jesus freaks like you said um but you came out one Mm. and i think that's like such an important like connection because it you know jesus says it's better for you to be cold 
than to be lukewarm. Yeah. yeah. Because if you're lukewarm, I will spew you out of my mouth. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I think that's like an issue. Some people like they want to keep it under wraps. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, I'm a Christian, but I'm not going to make a big deal out of it. You know what I mean? Like, if Jesus is like the Lord of your life, you, like that's your ultimate allegiance, right? I and mean, you said you're a Bengals fan. Like, you need to proclaim that you follow Jesus way more often than you say that you're a Bengals fan, exactly. right? Or, um, like, let's say this video game came out I've been playing lately. Well, I've been wanting to play lately, but it's like, if I don't talk about, if I don't talk about God in my day-to-day life with, with with anybody more than I talk about this video game, man, I'm doing uh, something wrong. Right. You yeah. know what I mean? And I think that's like kind of been hard to see late, like in my experience, I guess, from what I've seen. I don't know if you guys can confirm, like, like a God, like he, he's, he's like the vending machine. Isn't that what Dave Smith was talking yeah, about yeah, yesterday, yeah. right? You don't want to treat God like a vending machine that you only talk to and you only go to him when you need something. Yeah. But yeah. And I think to even like push that a little bit more, like your greatest, your greatest title is either being a son or daughter right. of God. Um, and that is where our true identity and desires uh, should lead to. Yeah. Um, more than even being a pastor, more than being a student, spouse. more than, you know, I'm not loyal to Indiana Wesleyan. I'm not loyal to any, I would say, local church. I'm loyal to Jesus Christ the and the kingdom of God, and I'm loyal to the church entirely. Yeah. Um, Big C. And, bro, you know what that just brought up for me, though? Yeah. Man, I, this just came up. So many times I feel like we're more loyal to our specific local church than we are loyal to the church. And like that, I mean, that just hit me like a truck in this moment. Like we make selfish decisions as local churches Mm -hmm. without asking to participate sometimes with other ministries because we do want to be maybe the biggest ministry in town or we want to have the most success. Right. And sometimes I feel like, are we, you know, just promoting like, our loyalty to our local church instead of saying, no, I'm loyal to Jesus Christ and right. his church above all else. And my, what we do as leaders in the local church is serve that ultimately right. above beyond denomination, beyond all that. Mm-hmm. We serve that ultimately. Like, like it's like tribalism, you know, and you like, it gets right. everywhere in America. It's not just like in the church. You know what I mean? Like somebody, I'm a, I'm, I'm a conservative or I'm a liberal, like in the church, you know, you see like, I'm a Baptist, so I don't associate with Wesleyans. Or I'm an Arminian, and I don't like Calvinists. I think they're stupid. You know what I mean? Like, stuff like mm-hmm. that. Like, that kind of tribalism is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, if your purpose is to serve the one true king, and he's the king of all of you, he, it's not like it's this little subdivision. <laughs> he's like, Jesus is king of this place, but you don't have to associate yeah. with this other place. This is a separate part yeah. of the same kingdom, but it, it's not like a state. You know what I mean? It's not like, oh, I, I live in Indiana. I pay Indiana taxes because I'm a Baptist, you know. A Baptist theology, that's the only theology I got to believe in. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm kind of getting off the rails here. Yeah. But you know what I'm trying right. to say? Yeah, like, yeah, it's yeah. not, it should not be so provincial. It's mm-hmm. one kingdom under the one triune God. Come on. Come on. Yeah, and I think one root of that is we get so caught up in competition. Mm. Uh, our pride gets ahead of ourselves where we need to be better than other people. Numbers. Uh, numbers. Success. We weren't, we, we're not going to be asked to be successful. We're going to be successful. We're asked to be faithful. Mm-hmm. Uh, with what we have and to steward that 
But the only the only capacity that we're actually called to be competitive as Christians is to honor one another, mm-hmm. honor one another more yep. than the other person, which is so selfless. And usually, our competition revolves around a selfish motive. Mm-hmm. I want to prove myself to be a better preacher than that pastor down the street. That's right. And we've got 500 people in here. We have 30 more people in our pews this week than that guy did down the street. Yes. And it's, yeah, I mean, I love what you said, Levi, about just like the yeah. serving like one another. That's fire. Like, <laughs> I just thought of the scene in the office where Dwight and Andy, Dwight's trying to do everybody a favor in the office so they right. owe him one so they can fire Jim. <laughs> then Andy is also doing something for him. <laughs> and they're just out. Let me get this door for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You need a cup of coffee? <laughs> I'll clean your car. Don't worry. And I just think, so Chris is out serving one another yes. like that. Maybe we should start greeting yes. each other but like the way... Dan introduced you on the podcast. Oh, how, man. Man, how awesome would that be? Every oh, time you walk shit. in the room, somebody hypes you up really? like that. Nice. You walk, little nice. Bron. Now we've, now we, <laughs> me and you, Levi and, and Griffin, we've had conversations about this. But I want to, because I, as we're talking to these students, one of the things that um, we're going to be on a panel tonight. Um, some of them, I'm going to be on one. Griffin's going to be on wow. one in a little bit about you know students so cool. uh, about to come to IWU. They're in high school. And one of the things is like stuff you wish you knew when you were in high school. Mm. And I remember one of the biggest things I wish I knew was if there's one thing you need to lock down, it's accountability. Mm. And having a group of people around you that can hold you accountable to these intentions that you have. And I know that you are a man that has good accountability around you, Levi. And I just want to ask your experience and what's some advice or like just honestly wisdom to give to those who are listening about accountability. Yeah, let me talk about why it's important first. Okay. So our God is love. We uh, get the our definition of love not from the world, but we get its cue from God and who he is. And so God loves to challenge his people, especially for those who get comfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you might have heard Jesus challenged the comfortable and comforted mm-hmm. the challenged. Mm-hmm. So in... God's love, God's love that we can very, like, he's given us revelations through scripture mm-hmm. um, that we love to look into, but to fully grasp God's love is a daunting task, but we get yeah. to chase after it all our come lives. Come on, come on. Um, but his love, he loves you right where you're at. He loves you exactly with all the dirtiness, so much to the point that he would wrap himself in flesh and humanity to come down, mm-hmm. um, live a perfect life to redeem you. But he loves you way too much just to leave you the way that you are. Mm. And that's where accountability comes to, comes in. Yeah. Like if you are, it, it's great to be content. It's great to love where you're at. It's God has brought you to a place on purpose. He's gone before you. And it's great to love and appreciate the place you're at. But it's also the continual strife of, strive of getting more like Jesus. Mm-hmm. And that's where accountability comes in. Yeah. Like you, if you are the only one that's setting uh, the temperature, mm-hmm. you're not going to hold yourself to a higher standard. Yeah. But if you let God and you let God's people, mm-hmm. people close around you, get give you get God's standard, mm-hmm. and then let other people hold you to that standard. Mm. Uh, very often, very very often, um, we love higher standards. We love uh, to get better. We love progress and we love the idea of it. 
But when it comes to sacrificial progress, you, you are in yourself mm-hmm. are too human to make that happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So you need people around you to push you there mm-hmm. to, to point out some blind spots that you might have. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dan, honestly, you've been an encouragement to me. Uh, the fact that you and Grant and some other people have uh, accountability group, um, it's just makes me more vulnerable. Like there is power in self-awareness, yep. but you will not gain self-awareness just by taking internal inventory because you will have blind spots. You will have mm-hmm. places where you're not seeing things. And so to question everything about your heart posture and then to bring it to people of wisdom. Mm-hmm. Oh man, what a beautiful expression of God's love. Yeah. That he would call us to challenge one another mm-hmm. to become more like him because that's our uh, the grand purpose. Mm-hmm. I think um too like too like you said you could have blind spots where you can't see something, yeah. but I think also you can choose to be blind to certain things. Absolutely. Things that make you uncomfortable that you like don't want somebody to know because you're afraid of what they're going to think about you after they learn like who you like quote unquote really are. And that's the, that's the importance of like intimate loving deep relationships that aren't possible without the power of the spirit. Like you have to be in community with other spirit led people, other people who are filled and who spend time in God's word, who know God's will because they're going to call you out on things that you might be choosing to ignore, but you have to be able to trust them because I like confession. I've been in accountability groups where I've just chosen to lie you know, like early in high school, oh, like freshman year here at Iowa, like, hey, how's this week? It was great. Yep, didn't fall once. And I knew I was lying. They didn't know that. It's because I didn't trust them. And yeah. you finally get to a point where you, you walk alongside these people, and that's like the beauty of the current program specifically. Um, and we've mentioned the current program multiple times on the podcast, right? But you go through three years mm-hmm. with the same people all the time. You take these – um, retreats together where you spend time with one another, being vulnerable, um, fostering that godly intimacy with one another, mm-hmm. that kind of intimacy you can't have outside of, of, of a mutual relationship with Jesus. Yeah. And you trust one another and you can be honest with them because they know how you like, they, they understand, but they're not going to judge you. They're going to like, they're going to call you out, but because they love you and they want you to carry on and Mm -hmm. the pro like on the path of sanctification. Yeah. Yeah. So Andy Minio once said in one of his songs, I don't need you. Uh, Shout out Andy. That's my guy. I I love you, bro. I don't need you. (laughs) But he said, um, Uh, I need a place I can talk crazy when everything in my walk hazy. I know I've been a little bit off lately, but look, man, it's how God made me. I need a minute. I need commitment. I need God. I need a vision. I need y'all. I need a visit. I need more than I will admit it. Um, And he, he talks about in the song about his pride. It's called, I don't need you. And he's literally like, Man, I don't I don't need nobody. I'm going to do it myself. You know, I'm going to be self-made and I'm going to get through it. And we do have that angst also in our ministry walk of man, I don't need nobody. I'm too holy to fall. You know, I'm I'm good. You know, I I'm I graduated sanct- with a Christian ministry. <laughs> Look at me. I'm a, I'm a Jesus freak. I'm sanctified. And I'll tell you this is in high school, um I was known as that Jesus freak dude. Um but I did not have accountability. 
And there was a lot of things about me that internally needed to be checked in my heart, but were not checked. And let me tell you, I had a buddy that, Levi said his name, he's been on this podcast, Grant Armstrong. The boy checked me hard on some stuff that he pointed out and he was like, Dan, this just ain't godly in your life. Like this kind of seems like pride for, seems like you have these insecurities here. And at first I didn't want to hear it. Cause like, you know, I was that I'm not I, prideful, I'm not, man, you know, who are you to call me yeah. out? But, uh, really like, it was like, man, I, I needed that. And I needed to be able to place, I love that line. I need a place that I can talk crazy. If you have bad intentions or you're thinking prideful things, the greatest freedom you can have is just say it out loud. Literally just say, this is what I was insecure about. Or, man, honestly, the only reason I felt disappointed was I felt like I didn't get enough hmm when I was preaching my sermon. Oh, my gosh. Am um, I kind of crazy? I don't right. want, I don't like, I don't want hmms when I pray or when, I, when I'm preaching. I, I don't know. Really? Well, I grew up in like a, like a Baptist church and it was like stone silent there. Oh. <laughs> so I don't know. I'm kind of like ingrained Some of them places I just need, like I'm getting energized. And Amen. I'm like, can, can I just preach? Right. Somebody. Preach. <laughs> preach, pastor. That's Thanks. what you're going to have. In your, I can't. Uh, My favorite one time Stephen Furtick said in a sermon, he goes, I can't preach to closed hearts. <laughs> it just, it had me laugh, laughing my head off. Because his, them, them people always getting crazy. But right. um, yeah, I think they were just quiet that week. And he just went, I can't preach to closed hearts. I know. Let it be known. When you give your special occasion sermon um, in advanced hom, <laughs> I'm going to be very vocal. Oh no, please. I'm do, like, I'm doing, a, I'm doing a wet, I'm doing a wedding for mine. I better hear you going. Amen. Come on. Preach. Wow. Um, but yeah, I mean, we, we need those places where we can just talk crazy. Yeah. Like say those things that are just like, not like, not Christ-like yeah. so that we can say it with people that we trust that are like, okay, that's not you. Yeah. Yeah. Because sometimes, and this is what I'll say about accountability is you get to share things that are wrong things to say, but with the right people wow. because you get to have that correction. And it's also graceful connect correction where you get to say, Hey, I'm thinking this. I don't, I don't know if I mean this, but I just want to say this and you say it. And then somebody's like, nah, that's heretical or right. nah, that's, that's bad. And it gives you that breather to be like, okay, there's groups of people I can be around where I don't always have to be the perfect spiritual person in the room. And you get to actually be a human and say, hey, these are some things I'm struggling with. And then what is the best thing that will set you free? The truth. Yeah. And you have people in your life that can share the truth with you. And sometimes it sucks. And sometimes it's you like, get defensive. you get defensive and you're like, ah, man, yeah. it's, I'll tell you this. It's like sometimes people say stuff to you and you feel the greatest pain and the greatest peace you've ever felt in your yeah. life. Cause it hurts how true it is. Yeah. And, um, I'd I'm, say that, what I want to like, just build off what you said real quick, yeah, like no problem. about accountability group. Like mm -hmm. when I was in high school and like early here, like I thought it was just about porn. Like I thought yeah. accountability groups was just like, most I didn't time, watch porn most, this week, especially in guys groups. Majority will get together because of that one issue, but keep going. it's important what you said to be held accountable in all areas of the walk. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Come on. In our accountability group right now, our question is, how are you seeking holiness this week? And that what that means is, how are you seeking to emulate Christ in yeah. your life this week? Right. And that dives into everything you do. Right. I mean, and it's, I mean, what is, what is, uh, to ask you on that, Levi, 
what has been one thing that as your brothers have come alongside you, um, what it give a t- I guess this could be a time of gratitude. What is the one thing that was really hard for you, uh, for your brothers to kind of like push back on you with, but you have the greatest gratitude that they were there for you in those moments or even just, yeah. Yeah. Um, that's a great question. I'll share a time when actually the Lord convicted me. Mm-hmm. So I was in a conversation more. It wasn't, it was a gentle argument. Yeah. We disagreed. Um, I was very passionate about my stance. Mm-hmm. And so I walked away from that, um, that talk and the Lord convicted me and said, that wasn't the goal to be right. Wasn't the goal mm-hmm. to love was the goal. Wow. Um, and so that's an experience I've had with God directly convicting a heart posture that I assumed mm-hmm. um, to go into that conversation and be like, I want to prove my mm-hmm. my stance is valid and it's right instead mm-hmm. of hearing, seeing, having compassion to that person. There's probably a reason they had the stance. Yeah. Um, and so people just don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. Come on. Um, and so that's one there. And, and the fact is God should be the number one account accountability partner. Yep. He knows way more than you know about yourself. Yep. He knows every, the way that you are wired. He knows things that you struggle with that you don't even think that you struggle with. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll encourage anybody that's listening, have God be your number one accountability source. Yeah. Uh, cause he knows, he knows your intentions. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can't hide that. Mm-hmm. Yep. You cannot hide from God. He has a light and we choose to stay in the darkness. Can we bring what we have inside to God? Talk crazy to him. Come on. Get real, get real with God and let him expose us. That's a, that's an amazing prayer mm-hmm. is to say, God expose me. Yeah. God, I totally didn't answer the question. So no, you no, you did. You did. That was good. Yeah, like, it is. What's? Hey, yeah. Sorry. No, you go. We keep interrupting. I think I keep interrupting. I'm sorry, bro. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Throw off the headphones. I'm out. <laughs> kind of like, I guess it's on the on a similar track. What's um, what's the greatest thing that God's been teaching you? This semester, as this semester draws to a close, um, what has been the biggest area of growth or the biggest thing God's taught you this this semester? It's a great question. I would say the power of acknowledgement. Mm. Acknowledging God in everything that you do, in every single facet and aspect of your life, acknowledging that he's present, Mm. that he's there, that his goodness is in it. Um, he, I, I was reading a book and this guy was giving an interview and the guy said, I'm just trying not to miss out on the goodness of every day. And that led me to Genesis one. God created things and he saw it as good. So what are we missing? Mm-hmm. Can we have a deep appreciation for God's creation? The fact that we have breath in our lungs, that we Come walk on. around, that we live, can we just be grateful 
man, I had to wait five minutes for my coffee this man. morning. You know, stuff like that. Like oh. God created us. Like mm -hmm. there is value in everything because Come of the on. creator. Come on. Come I mean, on. Jesus said that the lilies he tends to. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. He tends to the birds of the air. He feeds them. How much more valuable are you? Come on. He is, is so, he's living, he is active, he is highly involved in creation, mm -hmm. and you are the focal point mm -hmm. of his creation. Pinnacle. Yeah. So he is highly active, highly involved in your life, and we just don't acknowledge it. Mm -hmm. So let's acknowledge God's presence in everything that we do. Come on. Very easy exercise with that that I've kind of like started picking up lately is the second your feet hit the floor. In the mornings when you roll out of bed, this is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. Come on. It's such an easy statement. And even if it doesn't feel like it's going to be a good day, even if you don't feel like rejoicing, you don't want to be glad about whatever you got going on. Like you said, got breath in our lungs. Um, uh, listen to, uh, you know the song Million Little Miracles by, yeah. uh, by Ma Maverick City? Yeah. That song, what is it? Uh, I got breath in my lungs. I got food on my table. Yeah, like there's so many blessings that we're so blind to because we're we're just so used to like instant, instant, instant everything. Yeah, and instead of just being grateful for the necessities. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like Jesus doesn't promise that we're gonna have everything we want. Right, but He promises to give us what we need. Come on, come on. Yeah, and to speak on God's will for our life too. Give thanks in all circumstances, not for all circumstances, but in yeah. all circumstances. You don't have to thank God that you're suffering, but thank God through out your period of suffering. I think that's why that was very wise. You said that, yeah. Yeah. And that's that's the will of God. That we would pray unceasingly, that we rejoice always, and that we would give thanks in all circumstances. We tend very often to give thanks for things. Thank you for the weather today. These are all good prayers. Mm -hmm. Thank you for our, my family. Mm -hmm. uh, we we thank you for protection, safety, all those things. Those are good prayers. Let's pray about those things. But also, let's give thanks in all circumstances and not for the circumstances. Yeah, yeah, let's yeah. give thanks to God that he is present, that he is near yeah. for his character, Come on. Come that on. he wants to befriend us. Mm -hmm. We need nothing more than God. Yep. We don't need a circumstance uh, to alter our praise or our yeah. thanks. Yep. yep. I think we talked about that before is um if if God never answered or granted you like a, another single thing that you prayed for like would it still be enough for you? You know what I mean? Ask yourself that question like every single day. If if God didn't keep me safe on my on my drive to work today, would he still be worthy of worship? Or if I don't get the residency that I want, would God still be worthy of worship? Uh-huh. If, you know, I don't get accepted into the college that I want to go to, would God still be worthy of worship? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I would say yes, because God doesn't promise any of those things to be granted to us. He promises to give us what we need, and sometimes what we need is not what we want. Yep. You know? And even when what he gives us is not what we, what, what we want. I mean, Jonah was in a stinking whale. <laughs> yeah, I bet he, did. he probably <laughs> didn't want that. <laughs> to lead... <laughs> to lead where? To Nineveh so that he could preach the word and so that he probably grew in his relationship with God. So God may give us things that we don't want, uh -huh. but man, 
he has such a bigger picture. That is, man, that's so true. So true. So, as a lot of this podcast, you know, sharing with uh, people that are kind of just like wandering through, I would even say, or just discovering their call um, in the ministry, um, what is your best piece of advice for people as they begin to navigate their walk with Christ in such like a pivotal part of their yeah. life. Yeah. Yeah. It's 95% relationship, 5% revelation. Okay. It's, it's gotta be you and God. Like that has to be your ministry. Even though you are called to full-time occupational ministry to equip people and God has entrusted that with that mm-hmm. to you. That's amazing. Yeah. Never let that, shadow over your call to be holy Mm -hmm. to be intimate with god to be close to god to be personal with god um so i would say dive into your relationship with jesus Mm -hmm. first and foremost he will give you revelation uh if you're already called to um full-time ministry he has revealed that to you um and what a blessing that you get to steward that come on um And I would also say, like, even if you feel like you are going to take a misstep, Mm -hmm. that you're going to go to the wrong college, you're going to major in the wrong things, that you're going to marry the wrong person, God has granted you free will and Mm -hmm. choice and options as a blessing. Yep. You please seek God, seek Mm -hmm. his, his specific will. But at the end of the day, your misstep will not alter the will of God on this earth. He is truly too powerful. I remember um, I was having dinner with somebody, and I was just really, really concerned that I was going to mess up God's will for my life, mm. that I was going to do the wrong thing. Yeah. And they just told me, Levi, you're just not that powerful. Mm. You're not that powerful. Like, God will still get his will done. Yeah. God will still meet people where they're at. God will still do what he does. He actually, he, he wants to do this with you. He doesn't need your right step. And even if you do take a terrible wrong step, you go, you go astray, you go against the will of God. He's great at redirecting you. He can reroute, man. Uh So just take the pressure off yourself. Mm -hmm. Take the pressure off yourself. Let's go. That's great advice. And for anybody listening, hear these words and follow follow what Levi says as he follows Christ. Yeah. I'll say that. I'll say that. Um so we like to end the podcast with giving some affirmations to our guest um and get to just share some things that we've seen in you as kind of the episode has gone on. Um and I can start and then you can go Griffin. Uh Levi, my guy, uh so, fun fact, background in me and Levi's relationship. I was his peer educator his Best freshman year. Hey, come on, man. You know, I just... Hey, shout out all the peer educators out there. Y'all are real ones, you know. Um, but, uh, listen, man, the, the growth I've seen in you in these little pocket of time this last two years um, has been beautiful, man. Uh, since I first met you, there was this, there was this uh, I'd say... Why, wise zeal about you 
Um, and what I mean by that is that you weren't uh, a reckless, zealous, um, just saying out of pocket things, you know, getting really passionate and just being like, you know what, I'm going to change the church. Uh, well, <laughs> now, wait a second. It was this pat. It was this wise uh, zeal of knowing when to really just be excited and really to get passionate. And there was just certain moments when you would talk about certain things that are going on in your faith or maybe just things you love about the Lord. Um, and you would just see this genuine, like, man, this guy loves God. Like that is really like, as you talk about Jesus's friend, that like is his best friend. And I'd say another thing is that the, one of the things I could think about is that you are going to be such a good example for what it means to be a man of God in a world where, um, we see toxic masculinity. Um, we see lazy masculinity, not stepping into the responsibilities we have, um, and there's a time we're in a time where people are just um, especially like it's just a weird time. Um, and you are going to be such a biblical example of what it truly means to be a man who emulates Christ in his life. Um, and I just see that in you. And I know that you're going to be able to speak into so many people's lives um, because you truly you are truly after it and you will seek holiness above anything else um and if you don't get to the mark of emulating christ but you just people associate only associate you with christianity i just know you won't be satisfied and i think that's a great thing about you bro so yeah thank you so much Mm -hmm. i was just from like uh kind of listening to you talk in our cohort meetings and throughout this episode the same word is wisdom Mm -hmm. that comes to mind is wisdom um and, and peace. Mm. You have this demeanor about you that's inviting and like calm and like inspiring to dive deeper, to desire more of the spirit, mm. um, to chase after God with a hungrier heart than you did the day before, you know? And like Dan said, like the example that you'll be like, I mean, you've been inspiring for, for me, I know, this episode with your demeanor and, and your, your joy um, in the midst of, you know, certain circumstances. Like, you don't let it trip you up because you know your your value is found because you are a child of God mm-hmm. and you are hidden in Christ. And um, we'll be gone next year, but um, it'll be exciting to hear about how you're growing um, and, and I, I'm excited for you and for your ministry. It's going to be, it's going to be good. We know STM's in good hands <laughs> in good, good hands and the IWU football team. Come <laughs> yes. on. Go Wildcats. Go Wildcats. <laughs> nice. Go Tigers. The last thing is, uh, <laughs> man, uh, Levi, how can, uh, me and Griffin pray for you before yeah. we go? Yeah. Uh, I would pray for me. That I would be all that God has called me to be. Mm. Uh, that I would not be content or complacent in being a passive leader. Yeah. That I would be intentional. That I would be missional. That um, I would fully embody who Jesus is to people. Mm. So in a yeah, and pray for my humility, please. Mm-hmm. Well, 
Mm. I got it. Cool. Let's get it. Lord, we, uh, just the song as Levi was talking, it's just coming to my mind. Um, um, Lord, I seek you. Lord, I want you. Pull me a little closer. Take me a little deeper. I want to know your heart. I want to know your heart. God, I just pray that Levi can know your heart more and more. That we sit in classrooms, we sit in services, and we listen to people that just share knowledge and things about you, Lord. And we can know them, we can write them in our notebooks, we can even repeat it to other people. But God, we don't want to spend more time talking about you than we actually do spending time with you. And Lord, I just pray that as Levi goes into his moments in his days where he can have gratitude or thanksgiving for the things that you are in and the blessings, the little blessings in this life that we don't even see most of the time and we don't even acknowledge. I pray that in those moments he can see even the words of scripture just play out into his life. And that when he merely doesn't just listen to the word and so deceive himself, but he does what it says. And God, that when people see him, they see this difference about him, that he's not what the world prescribes is that that is what a good human being is. That is what a, a man is. That is what somebody should be. But no, they look at him and say, there's something just a little bit off. There's something a little bit different. And that's you, God, because you go far beyond any way that we in our earthly nature could describe goodness or what it means to be a man. But Lord, Lord, you are you are what sets that and what it truly means to be a Christ follower. The only real way for us to truly know how to do that and how to live that way is by relationship with you, God. And I pray that as Levi goes through his next two years um, or three years at Iwu, God, that he can just continue to emulate you and study you. And as he meets you in the classroom, he meets you in those accountability meetings. He meets you at our coffee shop, in our student center, at our chapel, wherever he goes, Lord, I pray that he knows your presence is among him and that your spirit is within him and that changes the way he lives his life every step we take every move we make may it be something we can do to emulate you lord and god we just again thank you so much this time thank you that three years ago your son got to know his father and I'm excited for the next eternity that he gets to know you more. And we love you. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 That is, well, Griff, send us out. Mm, okay. Here we go. We're going to thank the band Caledonia for the music you've heard on the podcast. Caledonia! You can check out their links in the show notes. Mm-hmm. Um, and we would also like to thank the Indiana Wesleyan School of Theology and Ministry for making this podcast Hi, possible. 
along with everything else on the Called Collective Network. Come on. Thank you, Levi. Thanks for uh, having us. Thanks for having (laughs) us. Yeah, you're welcome. (laughs) This is my podcast. (laughs) You just passed (laughs) off the baton. (laughs) Just right there. Just right there that moment. (laughs) And and thank you, everybody, for listening. We love y'all. See you next week. Peace. Peace. Bye.